Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Penner, and this is the 696,892nd best goddamn podcast in the goddamned world. And I challenge anybody to prove me any different. I challenge you. You 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 let me know that I'm not 690 whatever I said. You let me know that I'm not that good. And I'll fucking stop the podcast today. I don't give a shit. Think I want to do this? I hate doing this podcast. The only reason I'm doing it is because there are eight listeners out there who come up to me on a weekly basis and hold a knife to my throat and say, this is all, this podcast is all I have in my life. My life sucks. And if you stop making this podcast, I'm going to jam this knife into your jugular. And while you're bleeding out, I'm going to jam it into my jugular. And while we're both dying, our blood is going to mix. And I'm like, ew, gross, blood. So I have to, I have to make this podcast. And hey, it's going good. This podcast is great. This podcast is fantastic. This podcast is the best kept secret in Winnipeg, in Canada, in the world, and in the universe, really. But also probably the best kept secret in my family who refuse to listen to it and who show no interest in um, my podcast, uh, my career as a comedian, or anything I do as a person. Um, Yeah, they'll feign interest. They like to feign. My family's big on the feigning. Yeah, big, a lot of feigners in my family. But uh, genuine interest, no, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. And that's fine because I don't need them. I just need you. And I don't even need you. I just need... The occasional beer. That's what I... That's really the only thing I need. And money. And love. Um, man. Uh, <laughs> zero prep work. That's what I was going to say. Um... You might notice that the podcast is sounding a little different today. Um, my USB microphone, my USB Uhuru microphone that I ordered off of um, Amazon, and they got it from a company in China who they got it from some uh, company or some sort of camp in North Korea. Um, they built this microphone and they sold it to me for $78 two years ago. And today it took a shit. It took a giant shit. I don't even know if this is going to work, to be honest with you. I might have to delete everything I'm saying right now. We'll see later. But, uh, the microphone took a shit. It's every time I would talk, talk, it would repeat, repeat things that I was saying. 
but I think I got around that. Uh, that I don't think it's doing that if I don't use that microphone phone. I think it only happens when I'm um, using that microphone phone. But if as long as I stick to the laptop top, then I think it works properly. So, yeah, I'm just talking into my laptop right now. And um, I hope it sounds okay. I'm going to do some mixing and matching. Mixing, little mastering, little DJ scratching. And uh, hopefully we can come up with an hour of hilarious content for everyone to enjoy. Um, And one of the bonuses of doing that, uh, of not being a slave to this microphone, is that I can do this podcast in bed. Which is where I am right now. I'm in bed. I'm laying in bed, kicking my feet up. Wearing absolutely nothing <laughs> but uh, but a t-shirt and um, my underwear and some pants and some socks and a sweater. And it's, I feel sexy. I feel sexy. You know, like right now I could be grinding my crotch into my mattress. Um, and you would never know unless I told you, which I would tell you. And I'm going to tell you. And I'm telling you now that that's what I'm doing. I'm grinding my crotch into my mattress. And I am extremely aroused at the thought of being able to deliver 56 more minutes of podcast gold to you, your, your, your family, your children, any babies you might have. And any babies they might have. That's the good thing about podcasts. This will last for eternity. So 200 years from now, when some futuristic baby tracks down his heritage and he finds out, hey, you're a, um, uh, you're a uh, uh, 164th Mennonite. Yeah, actually part of your family. Um was uh, born in Winnipeg, Manitoba. You weren't always a slave laborer in Guangzhou province, China. No, actually part of your family came from um, a a little city called Winnipeg, Manitoba. And they were of the Penners. And you'd be like, wow, what, what, what was that descendant? And, and they'll be like, well, his name was Tyler Penner. And he was, uh, he, he 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 was he was not a great man. He floated through life, coasted, if you will, and um, uh, not a lot is known about him. Not because the information is not out there, but because we, I mean, we didn't really want to do the research. I mean, we looked into this guy a little bit, and it's like, ugh, she won't want to know half this shit, but. Um, nonetheless, um, he did do a podcast for a very brief time. It was called Prairie Dumpster. Do you want to listen to it? And this person will be like, is it good? And they'll be like, (laughs) no. And she'll be like, well, I want to get in touch with who I am as a person. Um, and, uh, 
and she'll listen to this podcast. And she'll skim through the clips, and one of the clips she'll skim through is me saying, yeah, I'm grinding my crotch in the mattress right now. I'm extremely aroused. And she'll be like, yeah, I'd rather be a slave laborer than whatever that was. Can you burn that podcast and just, can you, actually, it's 200 years in the future. You might as well wash my memory now so that I can go back to a time when I thought I was nothing more than a slave laborer in Guangzhou province, China. I don't want to know that Tyler Penner had anything to do with the blood that's flowing through my body. (laughs) I don't know where that came from or where that's going, but, um, yeah. So no more USB microphone. Um, I am exhausted. I'm exhausted today. But yeah, I am I am laying in bed right now, so I don't know if this feels very intimate. It feels like an intimate podcast. And I lied before. I'm not wearing pants. I'm not. Are you? What are you wearing? What are you wearing, babe? What? What? Why are you wearing that? No, I... No, babe, there's no reason for you to be wearing that. Come on. I I understand that, but I thought we were going to have a a sexy conversation. Dude, you can't... You can't wear that. No, because it's not... First of all, that's not your suit. That's your dad's suit. Okay? Second of all, your dad died years ago. Why are you wearing that suit in bed? And moreover, why did you think that I would find that sexy? Do you understand how disturbing that is for me? I know you're like artsy and quirksy and you're like hee 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 tee hee hee alternative or whatever. You have to understand that some of the shit you say, it's not artsy. It's not quirky. Some of it is bona fide, genuine mental illness. I told you this a thousand times before. No, I'm not jacking off. I'm deeply disturbed. I'm actually texting your mom right now to go check on you to see that you're okay. I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah, I understand that, okay? Just know that your mom's on the way because I can't... I, I've got my own problems, man. All right? I just wanted to call you up, have a bit of sexy talk, and now, now look at this. You're going back. You're going to go back. I know you hate it there, but you don't give me a choice, do you? I got to go. I, got, I understand that, okay? You're not my problem. Do you understand that? I've got my own... I got to go. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted today. I started work on Thursday. I'm working now. If In case you're just listening to this podcast for the first time and you're like, what the fuck? Um, I have been in school all winter. And it was arduous because um, I had two classes left and they were very difficult for me because I did not attend a single class. Maybe one 
I would say I attended three classes over the last four months, and so the material was very challenging, but I still passed, but I've been doing nothing with my time. I've been starting this podcast, I've been doing a little bit of writing, I've been doing a little bit of other shit, the majority of my time has been spent bouncing back and forth between getting blackout drunk and pretending like I'm doing comedy and then being hungover and um, really just sitting down at my computer with a headache, um, making a list of goals. Now, (laughs) that being said, a week ago I went to Palm Springs and um, I feel like that was an appropriate end to my bender. I went in. But I've talked about that. I've covered that in detail. You want to know about how I've been doing in Palm Springs? Go back in episode or two. I got back Thursday and I started working. And I forgot how difficult work can be. I literally know what it feels what it feels like to be in a North Korean labor camp. Um, I know their pain, so I don't have to really feel bad for them anymore. Thank God. I was so sick of hearing about North Koreans and their tribulations. I'm over it. Because now I get the gist. Because I work for the city of Winnipeg. And let me tell you, that is... Uh, I mean, it's brutal. They're working me to the bone. They are absolutely hammering me. I work from 7.30 till 4. They only give us half an hour for lunch. That's eight hours. All right? I think North Koreans, they have a four or five hour work day. I'm at eight I am doing my best to make this city beautiful. Actually, I can't really talk that much shit about the city because I don't want to get fired. On the off chance that a city foreman listens to this and I'm comparing my job to a North Korean labor camp, there's a good chance that they would sit me down for a meeting and be like, hey, listen, I I heard you do like a comedy podcast. Yeah, heard a clip of it the other day. Not impressed. And I was like, oh, you mean about what I said about the city? And they're like, you said something about the city? I didn't even hear that. I I wasn't impressed with the rest of your material. And I'd be like, oh, that's a double bummer. Um, But honestly, no, let's get serious here. I work for the city. It's fantastic. I love the people I work with. I love the work that I do, making the city beautiful. Um, And... I think the the most joy I get is cashing a paycheck that is paid completely uh, with um, taxpayers' dollars. That makes me feel good. Because I do a lot for these people. I do a lot for the people of Winnipeg. You know, I do a lot of comedy. I'm on the bus. I say hello. I'm smiling to people that I hate. And you know what? I should get taxed for them. I, or I should get their tax. They should 
I should be able to tax them for that. That's a service I provide. Just being a nice guy to other Winnipeggers, I feel like that's that's worthy of getting a paycheck. Because you people fucking suck. I'm the man. I'm the shit. I'm tired of acting like I'm not the shit. I'm, like, really, you know, nice and friendly to people that suck. Like, literally. You can pretty much suck shit, and I'll still be nice to you. Like, yeah. Pay me for that. But anyways, I also love what I do at the city, which is parks. Drive around with Chuck. Driving around in a truck with a man named Joe. And uh, making this city beautiful. Working hard. Working very hard to make this city a great place. And I think we're doing it. I think we're doing it. We were putting up a tennis net today. We couldn't get it figured out. We had to zip tie the tennis net to the poles. And I, um, then Joe decided he, I think his exact words were, fuck this shit. This shit's fucked. And so we went back to the shop and we got a bunch of string. I took the string back there. And I tied on all the string, and then I had to cut off the zip ties afterwards. Um, and I took the X-Acto knife, and I cut through the zip tie and through a large part of my thumb. It was a big cut. And um, it was a giant, it was a big cut. And there was a lot of blood. There was a ton of blood. And this is a true story. If you listen to this podcast, if you're listening at all, go to Earl Grey Community Center and go to the tennis nets that's in the um, uh, in the hockey rink that they have there. And just walk around the tennis court by the pole that is facing by the tennis pole that is closest to the east side of the tennis court, you will see a large plaque of blood right now. If you go there, you will see an extremely large plaque of blood. And I would really appreciate if someone would go there, take a picture, and post it to my Instagram to prove that anyone even listens to this shit. But yeah, I lost a lot of blood. It was a surprising amount of blood. And, um, And you can find it. You can see it. In fact, if you're a CIA spy and you're listening to this and you're trying to track me and you want to get some DNA, which for some reason you couldn't do, despite all the loads that I've been dropping all over this city, um, hey, you can get some blood. I know you, CIA. You've got my semen. You've got my stool. (laughs) You've almost got too much stool. Like, dude, we gotta throw away some of this stool. How many more stool Tyler Penner samples do we have? To, I mean, how many stool samples do you want to collect? And the CIA guy's like, it's not my fault. We keep running into them. <laughs> but you got semen, you got stool. I'm sure you've got urine 
God knows you've got urine. Um, now you've got blood. You've got blood. All you got to do is go to the Earl Grey Community Center. <sighs> See, I bleed for this city, literally. Literally today, I bled for this fucking city. I really did. Which reminds me, I've been listening to the uh, Christian Bale rant from years ago. I don't know if you recognize that. See if you recognize this. I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Yeah, so that's the legendary Christian Bale rant that I've been listening to for the past couple of days. Not for the past couple of days, but on and off for a couple of days now. And um, and it really is timeless. It's got a quote in there for every situation. Like, for instance, I cut my um, hand. I cut my thumb off today. And I was like, hey, Joe, sorry, we got to go back to the truck. And right away as he was like, no, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. What the fuck are you doing? I was like, Joe, you make a good point, Joe. You really do. You make a good point, Joe. Um... But I realized, you know, I used to think that I was super fucking lazy. I used to think that I was really just a lazy piece of shit. But that's not the case. You know what the case is? Everybody works too goddamn hard. That's the problem. You know? People have no faith in, um, especially private companies. Private companies need to chill the fuck out. Like, especially bosses, because I know your money depends on it and shit. But honestly, you need to, I mean, come on, relax. So what I love about the city, you know, we're always productive, we're getting stuff done. But nothing other than the rare emergency, nothing is, nothing's like, okay, let's fucking go already. The fuck? You fucking standing around for nothing fucking doing anything it's like yeah i mean okay we're here for fucking 10 hours a day why are we always in a rush we have to spend our entire life here why are we always go go going and the city taught me that the city said you know what it'll all get done we'll get it done but we'll do it right and we'll, um, you know, we'll create a good work environment. I have to say this. For the city of Winnipeg, where I work, um, one of the most healthiest work environments I've ever had the pleasure of working in. It's incredible. Working for my dad was one of the unhealthiest work environments I've ever had. You had no idea what you were doing. And then you would stand around and look at him and he would be like, don't just stand there. Come on, move it. And I'd be like, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, find something. Come on, go clean. I'm like, okay, I didn't know. I didn't know, man. What are you yelling for? 
other companies. I worked at Chet Pallets for a bit. Fucking busting out these pallets, 36, the, the, the quota you had to do was 40 an hour. You would get these giant pallets, you had to flip it around on this stupid fucking table they had. had the, these heavy nail guns or whatever. And you're just, tch, tch, claw bar, fix the pallet. You had to do 40 an hour, that was the quota. I got up to 36 and then the boss called me in his office. He's like, hey Tyler, um, well... You know, we uh, can't help but notice that you've plateaued at 36. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's my limit. He's like, okay. Um, you know, there's little things you can do to cut your time down. I'm like, yeah, there's major shit I can do to slow down. I don't, And I think I'm going to do that. Why are we working so hard and so fast? Everyone comes home, they're just fucking beat. They're like, oh, God. They go home, they sit on the couch, they watch the ball game for two hours, and they're so exhausted they can't do anything. In fact, isn't there a fucking... I think there's a subreddit. And I heard it's like straight... Yeah, anti-work. <laughs> Unemployment for all, not just the rich. I kind of agree. Let's see here. Let's go top posts... Um, let's go top all time. I want to see the top all time post is from the Reddit, subreddit, anti-work. 291,000 likes. What there are, holy shit. There's a lot of people in this subreddit. 2.6 million. If you don't know what the subreddit is, anti-work, it's pretty much people who are fucking done working. <laughs> They've had it. They're like, I don't give a shit. I'll be homeless. I don't care. Not only do they want to not work, they want to be paid for it, I think. And I got to tell you, I know that sounds fucking ludicrous, but um, I'm on board. You know me, I'm on fucking board. Fuck working. Uh, top post of all time. Quit my job last night. It was nice to be home to make the kids breakfast and take them to school today. Off to hunt for a new opportunity. Wish me luck. Oh, and then there's a long text about how his boss is a douche. Next highest post is, who's the boss now? Um, and then his boss goes, where are you at? And then question mark, you told Mark you could work night shift tonight. No, I did not. I told, found a, I could, I told Mark I couldn't work Monday. He said, you told him you couldn't work in the morning, but you could work normal hours. And then this guy says, as you know, I found out yesterday my dad passed away. I'm going to go ahead and at least take one day. I get a week off to mourn his death. I am so sorry for any inconvenience this will cause you. And then the boss replies, my uncle died a few days ago. I lost my grandma. Stop being a victim. <laughs> well, that's not really indicative of the um, <laughs> of an employer how they should be, but I don't know. I think I was traumatized with work. As a small child, I didn't know that work could be healthy as long as you find something that you like to do, which is me, mowing grass, 
and driving in a truck with windows down on my way to a job to install some tennis nets. Love doing that. You need to have good people that you work with. Um, which I got. You know what I mean? It's it's a good crew. It's a good mix of personalities. This shop that I'm out of, wildly different personalities. All of them getting together somehow. It's pretty cool. And uh, you, you have to have the ability to chill the fuck out. We were talking about that the other day, about the motto, if you can lean, you can clean. Whoever came up with that is a fucking Nazi. And they need to be eradicated from the planet. If you can lean, you can clean. Uh, Why the fuck would I clean? Can't you see that I'm leaning right now? You know, I believe in a work environment that would say, you can lean or you can clean. What do you feel like doing? Eventually, we'll have to clean, but that will get done regardless. If you want to lean right now, that's cool. You can lean now. We'll clean later. You can clean now. We'll lean later. If if you don't have a space in your uh, work environment for leaning, uh, get ready for a mass shooting. That is coming your way. That's the new... That's my going to be my slogan. You know what I mean? If you can lean, you can clean. Okay, well, if I can't lean, you're going to scream. Yeah, if you won't let me lean, I will make you scream. <laughs> if this job's no fun, I'm going to make you run. Okay? <sighs> work in general. We're over work. Huh? All right. Why are we still working? Can't we pay someone to work <laughs> for us? You know, can't they just... I, I mean, shouldn't the Chinese do all our working for us now? They're doing everything else for us. Let them work for us. That'd be cool if there's a service that you could buy in China. You just buy it, and then they send you a living. Um... And then you'll, you know, every once in a while, you'll just email your Chinese laborers. You'll be like, hey, guys, if you can lean, you can clean. Nice iPhone, though. And they'll be like, I'm very sorry, sir. And then you'll be like, no, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? I don't know if you are keeping up with the France protest, but let me tell you who hates work. It's the French. They won't even work when a foreign invader is taking over their land. Everyone thinks that the not or that the French were cowards in World War II. Not the case. They were just lazy. They're like, oh fuck the not I don't wanna fucking fight a war we gotta run over there. I'm drinking wine here. Um, yeah, they're not cowards. They're just really lazy. And I got to tell you, I love it. The only time they're not lazy is when they're told that they have to work more. Then they get a ton of energy to burn their own city down. 
It's incredible. They are protesting their asses off right now. And God damn it, I love them for it, really. I love it. I've said this in podcasts before. I love it when any group of people get together for any reason and just kind of stir shit up and just burn shit, break shit. I fucking love it. Black Lives Matter? Hell yeah. Go for it. Freedom Convoy? Fucking A. Let's do it. Uh, Freedom Convoy counter-protest? Fuck yeah. Get in there. Challenge those guys. Have a protest off. I love any protest. Anytime a group of people get together and are dodging tear gas canisters and setting cop cars on fire is entertaining to me. And now it's the French. There's been a lot of good protests, man, uh, over the past five, six years. There was those insane riots in Manchester, in London, in England. Brilliant riot. That was just that was just for fun. That was just a bunch of kids who um just went on a crime spree and it spread into a citywide riot. It was incredible. And then you had the Black Lives Matter protests, which were for a real thing. Black people pissed off that the cops keep shooting him. Fair enough. Burn some shit down. And they did. And it was incredible. The entire country was burning. It was so fun for me. And now France is going at it. And France, the reason why they're protesting is... Let's take a look here. Is it muted? No, it's not. Damn it, that sounds like so much fun. Um, what are they protesting? Pension reforms. So now people are going to have to work two years longer <laughs> before they can retire. And um, man, that's so cool. I hope that they change something. Because God damn it, they got us working until we're 64 already. Now what, you want two more years? Our golden years should start at 40. I should be able to retire in five years. Not only retire, but fucking... um, I should... Everyone should get a million dollars when they retire. Everyone should get a million dollars when they retire. Now, let's see here. How much would that cost in Canada? Let me pull up the calculator. Calculator. Let's see. Everyone gets. Everyone gets a million dollars. Thirty-seven million times a million. Yeah. See. So. <laughs> so it would only cost. Um, yeah. It would only cost thirty-seven trillion dollars, and. And that's just the people now, right now, not the people getting um, born. So I feel like that's a legitimate plan. And hey, if you don't think the math checks out, I'm sorry. Just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're probably right. Probably not feasible, Christian. But um, I still think we work too hard. 
I've got a couple of people that really grind. Actually, people in the comedy scene here in Winnipeg really kind of got it figured out. Some people really grind hard, uh, but there's not a ton of nine-to-fivers. Keener from Keener Jerseys started his own business, very successful. Uh, He decided not to become a wage slave. Instead, what he did is he started his own business and hired other slaves. So now those slaves are working for him and are giving him the freedom that he needs to do uh, what he wants to do. Um, You got a very funny comedian, Mike Green, who uh, no one has any idea what he does and the word on the street is that he's just robbing banks. Um, and once he takes that mask off, he's charming enough that he can get away with it. But no one knows. He's not a wage slave, is what I'm saying. And I really wish that this work riot would spread all over the world. That'd be cool. You know? Everybody just gets tired of working. And the government isn't like, listen, this is the 68th day of extremely violent protests. Um, You guys have burned down almost everything. How can we possibly, possibly uh, meet your demands? What are your demands? What do you want? And I'll be like, I want money, but I don't want to work. Because that is actually what I want. I don't want to work, but I want to be able to pay for things. And they'll be like, that that can't happen. And I'll be like, well, make it happen. Or I get another jerry can and I keep going to work. Wonder if there's a system that you can have where you're where you are, you know, not working, but you are getting money somehow. And I know that sounds really dumb. That's not a joke. I mean, is there any way where is there any way that maybe these companies could just with the profits that they make from harvesting natural resources that they could just pay the citizens to just fucking hang out. I know that sounds stupid, but I mean, we're going to give money back to them. Everyone will make a living. Everyone will be happy and they'll have enough money. Like, if you have $12 trillion in um, profits, like, you can't pay me, you know, 50 grand a year. Let's see how much that would be. 37 million people in Canada times 50,000 equals, okay, here we go. This is more reasonable. Million. Yeah, so that's only $1.85 trillion a year. Now, let's see what the, um, I don't know, what's a big oil get? Petro-Canada profits 2022. 
Yeah, so they're only making $10 billion a year. Okay. But it wouldn't just be on... Well, no, that, that was just quarter quarter four earnings. So they're making about... What is it? Holy fuck, I can't even add. Let's say they're making $10 billion a year, right? That's... You know, if every company just pitched in a little bit, um, it wouldn't take a lot for them to pay the entire country of Canada, each person, 50 grand a year. And then we would be free to, you know, pursue our own dreams like podcasting or coin collecting or only fansing, you know, telling me that if someone's making 50 grand a year, some of them aren't still going to want to, you know, only fans it up or work at Walmart. Some people love to go to work at Walmart every morning. I don't know. Something's got to be done now because uh, working for uh, 60 years and then uh, taking a cruise, sorry, that is uh, passe. That ain't happening anymore. You know, maybe people in uh, the developing world, hey, yeah, maybe let them float around in that dream for a while. We're past that here in the West. You know what I mean? We're over it. Over the whole work thing. We're past that. We want money for free now. And I'm not joking about that. I really do. That secretly, I know that's a completely ridiculous want, but, well, it's not like I just want to sit at home and do jack shit. That's not what I'm saying. I want to sit at home and I want to do this all day. If I was getting 50 grand a year from BP, I would put out 10 hours of podcasting content a day. I'd be live streaming my own shits. And that's probably why BP refuses to do this is because um, they're like, no, no. We start paying Tyler 50 grand a year, he's going to do even more podcasting, all right? What we need to do is strangle him now so that this fucking podcast will end. Well, the joke's on you, loser. It's never going to end. Not as long as I have a laptop that works. Works. Oh, boy. What else is in the news? Well, we could go personal with it, I guess. Already covered the news. Um, I think I'm going to do this from now on. This podcasting in bed is kind of hot. It's kind of fucking hot. I'm just joking. It's comfortable. It is actually hot. Very sweaty. Um, Comedy Fest. The Winnipeg Comedy Fest was uh, this past weekend. A lot of the after parties were... and. It's always fun to meet old friends, to see familiar faces, to meet new people that you like, and to mingle with fellow comedians, and to really just uh, appreciate the uh, industry of which you are a part. Now, of course, I did none of these things over Comedy Fest weekend. I was at Rumors Comedy Club, and I 
was getting shit-faced drunk, and I was interrupting the wait staff while they were trying to get their job done. That's how I spent my comedy fest. It was a fantastic time. And then I went to Hermano's for the after party, and it was, uh, uh, looked like a good time. It looked like a good time. I had two smokes, and I went to Wee Johnny's with my friend Alec Vandersteen. We took a couple of shots. They were having karaoke. I went up to the lady, and I said, hey, sign me up. I got a Fleetwood Mac holstered for you. And she was like, sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. It's just too late. You can't go up. And I said, what the fuck do you mean I can't go up? She said, it's too late. I'm sorry. And I said, no, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. What the fuck are you doing? And that bar is still just awful. It it really is terrible. Um, uh, the wait staff again. I mean, I was blackout drunk, but I just assumed that they were rude. I assume I spent way too much money. How much? You know what? Let's get the figures pulled up here. Our Royal Bank of Canada. Wonder what their fucking profits were like. All right, password. Here we go. Bank account number 4432234. Password. Slayer is the best. Dot geocities.tk. Sign in. That's the wrong password. Okay, I'll just type in this and I'll go like that. Password is. Euro trash can burn in hell 69. Sign in. What the fuck? Okay, this is becoming an alarming. This is becoming alarming now. Better not have locked me out. I'll fucking kill you. Okay, good. We're in. Let's see how much money I spent at Wee Johnny's. Hermano's, eight bucks. Uh, how much did I spend? 17 bucks at Duffy's? Okay, well, apparently I didn't spend any money at, uh, at Weed, Weed Johnny's. I guess not. Okay, well, that's cool. I guess I had some cash. I don't know how that works. Anyways, still, awful time at Weed Johnny's. That bar's dog shit. I hate it. You know, when we're driving around in the truck for the city of Winnipeg, I have opportunities to think about things. I was thinking today about um, if I would win in a four-man wrench fight, right? So you're standing there with three other guys, and it doesn't matter who the guys are. In a wrench fight, the size of the man doesn't matter. It's the size of the wrench. And... Um, And then some guy comes in and he throws a pile of wrenches. And then some other guy is like, yo, let's go. I don't know why he's Hispanic, but I assume we're in a jail. 
And I assume the Hispanic man is running the jail. It's not a racist thing. It's, it's a credit to their leadership capabilities. That's all I'm alluding to. But he would be like, okay, fight, fight with the wrenches. And then we'd all dive in and grab wrenches. And then it's a free-for-all. And I was just sitting in the truck picturing this and making noises that sounded like wrenches hitting skulls. Ting, 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 And um, finally Joe was like, hey, you all right? I was like, yep. Then he drove me back to the yard and said he needed to talk with the manager. And then the manager, um, my supervisor, came out and uh, just wanted to see if I was all right. And I don't know why. She's just really nice like that. She had, she was just cool. Um, and I told her, yeah, I'm fine. And uh, she was like, okay. And for the rest of the day, Joe was pretty quiet. I'm not sure why, but I don't know. It was kind of weird. But these are the things that crossed my mind. During the day. Let's see how those French riot protests are doing. By the way, I mean, we live in an era where you can literally, like, these, the entire French protest is being streamed live in almost 4K. To, so, I mean, the Black Lives Matter riots, I mean, you could go on channels and they would have a 16-feed screen where you're watching Chicago burn down, you're watching New York burn down, you're watching L.A., um, cops get stomped out and then you're going back to Minnesota and you're looking at civilians shoveling through the ashes of their city and it's just and then the the Russia, the Ukraine war and the footage that's coming out of there, we live in the golden era of uh, um, catastrophe footage, really and, and growing up I was a guy who, you know you once in a while there, we had Farmer Vision. We had six channels. And Thursday nights was when Fox aired the good shit. World's Wildest Police Chases. Uh, deadliest Swarms. Sports Disasters. Um, world's Scariest Close Calls. It was a precursor to YouTube. But every once in a while, they would show you some pretty violent shit. Some pretty, like, some Korean... South Korean labor protest where some riot cops are just getting torched with Molotov cocktails. And I would sit there as a young boy and I would just um, urinate all over myself just out of sheer excitement and pleasure. Um, and not much has changed. Actually, nothing has changed now that I think about it. Nothing has changed. Still watching it. Still urinating with excitement and joy. I love it. And I know there's very, very serious, real social issues behind it, you know. I understand that. And I hope everybody gets what they want and everybody ends up happy. Right? But I can't help but feel that it is cool when you see something burning that shouldn't. I've never been part of a riot, but I would like to be. I would love to be. That's a secret urge that I have, is to be part of a riot. 
I'm too old to really be in a riot. And I'm too cool to be pissed off about anything that bad where I am so mad at something. Unless it's a real tragedy, you know. Um, Like if I was black and the Black Lives Matter were going on, I'd be torching everything, you know what I mean? I'd be really pissed off. And maybe even if I was white. But I feel like Black Lives Matter silence is violence, so you, you know, you know, you want to get in there, but you also want to listen. And it's about, you know, um, BIPOC rage. It's not about my rage, even though I am rage-filled. It's not my time to express that rage. It's my time to stand aside and let them express that rage. So I go home and I get my laptop out and I go to various YouTube channels and I grab a bag of popcorn and I watch BIPOC people expressing their rage. And it's fantastic for me. But... One day, yeah, I don't really want to do a serious protest riot. I want one of those moron riots, like the Vancouver hockey riot. That is more my speed. Where people are like, why are you torching that store? And people are just like, because. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. Stop. Why are you guys beating that guy? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> That's kind of my speed. I'm a moron. Guys, come on. You're ruining your own city. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. That's the kind of riot that I would want to be in. In 2010, I actually went down to the... um, uh, You know, and I'm sorry if this protest or if this uh, podcast... Sorry, I am sorry if this uh, podcast is like... um, Sorry if this podcast is lacking a clear direction. I feel like I've just been rambling the whole time. So I am sorry about that. Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The the fuck are you doing? Fair point. But um, this, uh, in 2010, I went to Toronto to, quote unquote, Opposed the G20, G8 summit meetings. I don't even know what it was. Um, but I was on a huge end times conspiracy thing. So I, on the way there, was seriously thinking the fact that they might nuke Toronto while we were in there. I legitimately thought it was the end of the world. That's how crazy I was back in the day. And, um, and so we got there, me and my buddies, with a Jeep. And... We flipped on the news. We got to the hotel a little late, and we flipped on the news, and they were already torching cop cars and smashing shit and uh, spray-painting on banks. So we're like, holy shit, fuck yeah. <laughs> we got to get down there. <laughs> so we hopped on this bus. The bus ride took an hour and a half, and by the time we got there, it was relatively peaceful and supremely disappointing. But we went around, and what was weird, the anarchists had, like, sprayed on the banks and stuff like that. But they also had, like, stink bombs 
or stinky stuff or whatever. So they had splattered uh, a bunch of the banks with like this rotten egg combo or whatever. It stunk so bad. It was like, it was really bad. It was effective. I don't know whatever tool that is. I hope that's still in the anarchists like cookbook or their fucking playbook. Because those stink bombs stank. They stank bad. And, um, you know, it did the trick. It did the trick. But Toronto, it was cool. There's a lot of broken glass, a lot of spray paint on the banks. And then me and my buddies were like, whoa, political. So we walked around. I think we got some chicken wings. And then we went, there was like, because like here for the protest, and we're like, fuck yeah. He's like, dude, there's a couple more happening tonight. You should come out. And we're like, of course we're there. Fuck the man. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then, um, so we went to this protest, and um, we had no idea what the, I had no idea what the protest was about. There's some girl on a megaphone. She's like, that hotel, it's getting ready for the lunch. The one percent of points fucking photographs, and we have in their stairs. Those people know they for the stairs because nowadays it's real thin. And then everyone was like, "Yeah!" And I was just like, "What?" But then the girls, and then the girls like, "Give us fucking shades. We're gonna get the first side, and that's a good thing." And then everyone's like, "Yeah!" And then they just started walking, and I'm like, "All right." So I was just walking with this big group, and then um, before I know it, riot cops were over there, and the riot cops were like, And then this girl on the microphone would be like, And then everyone's like, yeah! And the cops are like, And then the cops started charging. And I'm like, what? And then we all just had to run. And this is downtown Toronto, man. And we are just running full blast from this riot cops. It was the coolest thing that I've ever been a part of. Just running downtown through skyscrapers away from these riot cops with a bunch of people. And everyone's like, oh, God, they're going to fucking, oh, God, the pepper spray that. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> fucked. And the girl on the megaphone ran by me screaming, like, and I'm just like, what? But then anyways, eventually the whole group reconvened in front of this hotel. And um, again, the girl with the megaphone was just screaming at the, at the hotel. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And she's like, I'm like, sorry? And then she was like, Now don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but we stood in front of this hotel, and then uh, there was a line of riot cops on one side. And I was like, oh, I guess we can't go any further. So we're sitting there, and everyone's, I guess this hotel had done something wrong. <laughs> I don't know why, but these fucking people were pissed. And this line of riot cops is on one side. And then I'm like, all right, I've pretty much had enough of this shit. And I talked to my friends, and I'm like, we should go. And they're like, yeah, okay. So we turned to walk, and now there's riot cops on the other side. 
And now it dawns on me that, holy shit, they got us surrounded. There's no getting out. So I went up to the ride cops and I was just like trying to pull like charming Tyler. I was just like, hey, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to squeeze past here. That's okay. The ride cop had his shield on. He's like, I was just like, yeah, all right. And then slowly over the course of the next three hours, they arrested every one of us. This is a true story. They arrested every single one of us. And they put us in paddy wagons at first. And then they took us off the paddy wagons. And I was like, really? We can go? And they were like, yeah, you can go onto this bus. And then they put us on a bus. And we were all on this bus. And they took us to the Eastern Avenue Detention Center. You can Google that. And I was there for 27 hours. They took my glasses. Well, it was weird. So they have this bus. And we're sitting on there. And we're handcuffed. And our legs are shackled. And all I was doing was walk through the streets of Toronto. <sighs> Keep that in mind. That's literally all I did. Ran through the streets of Toronto. Disobeyed lawful orders. Um, and so anyways, this bus drives into the detention center and all you see are wire cages on the wall, just wire cages. And each cage is filled with 15 to 20 guys just packed in there. And there's a lot of them. And these are just the holding cages for entrance into the actual detention center. So they get there, they take me, they take my sweater, uh, they take my glasses, they take my shoes... And they take my belt and all my possessions. And then they put me pants and t-shirt in and they zip tie my hands together. My hands are zip tied and they throw me into this cell with, um, I would say, 22 complete strangers in a very small cell with one porta potty The porta potty has no door on it. And they throw us cheese sandwiches. And we have to eat them while our hands are zip-tied. And people are shitting right there in the porta potty And I have to sit there for 27 hours. And honestly, the most disappointing part of that whole process was my reaction to it. That was the most disappointing part, now that I look back on it. Because everybody in my cell was extremely pissed off. They were kicking the cages. Every time the cops would walk by, they'd be like, Fuck you, pig. Fucking pig. Piece of shit. Fucking cunt. Fucking pig. Fuck you. And and I would join in. I joined in on that. And then after 23 hours, I was asking the cop, I'm like, dude, can you please just get my glasses? I'm fucking blind, man. Come on. What the fuck is taking so long? I was getting to be a real bitch. And I was very scared. I was very scared about what they were going to do to us because I was also kind of crazy at the time. So I thought it is possible that they'll just execute us all. And I told one guy this, and he looked at me like I was a psycho, and rightfully so, because that's a lunatic thing to think. But at the time, I did. I did think that. That's how far gone my 
far gone my mind was into the conspiracy shit. But, um, I was very disappointed because I was like, I was so trying after I got out of there. My other buddy, Joel, who's kind of a, you know, he's a quirky guy, but he's cool. He was saying that in his cell, the guys were like laughing and like making, they made like a tower and they were doing cool stuff and they were just talking with each other and having a good time. And right then it dawned on me that I felt like I, I paused it there. God damn it. That's the first time I ever stopped this podcast. Weird. But now I feel like me hitting the space bar for no reason was another sign from the universe that I should not finish that thought, and so I won't. You'll have to live in suspense and DM me if you actually listen to this podcast to get closure on that fucking anecdote. Anywho, I still have no idea what I've said this entire podcast. Saying something about riots? I don't know. Talking about Black Lives Matter again? How is that topical? Let's do some shout-outs, okay? And you know what? Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, this podcast is going to run a little long, okay? Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. What the fuck are you doing? Again, fair enough. Okay, shout-out, first of all, to... um, What have I had recently? Oh, you know what? Shout out to this chicken rice jambalaya bullshit that I made today right after work. I cut up some chicken. The chicken passed its best before date. It's expired. This is expired chicken breast. I rolled the dice. I'm like, I have faith in you, chicken. You ain't rotten yet. Eh, you smell a little weird, but not too weird. You don't smell too weird. Hey, we all smell a little weird, okay? Who doesn't smell a little weird from time to time? And that includes chicken breasts. I cut it up, boom, I put it in the pot. I get this rice, Uncle Ben's rice, ready in two minutes. I pot that in the microwave. It's tomato herb flavor. Tomato's a vegetable. This is healthy shit. Two minutes, dump that in. A little bit of tomato sauce, some garlic, some salt, some pepper, some seasoning salt. I stir it all up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm fucking Gordon Ramsay over here. Fucking bachelor shit. We're cooking for ourselves. It's pretty good. You know, you get kind of tired after a while of being like, you know, you really should learn how to cook. You should really cook. I've got to know how to cook. A real man knows how to cook. Yeah, blow me. Honestly. Have you been to the store? I don't have to cook anymore. All right? Giant corporations cooked for me. All right? I don't need to cook. All right? And if you listen to this podcast and you're so proud of your cooking, then fucking text me and offer me some goddamn food. I'll eat it. And I'll give you my honest opinion of it. People turn learning how to cook into some moral judgment. Well, you know what? Fuck you. No, it's okay. 
not a big deal. Um, big shout out to the song. You know, I've been listening to a lot of adult contemporary radio. We in the truck at the city of Winnipeg, we listen to Bob FM. We listen to Peggy FM. We listen to a lot of country. And I'm hearing a lot of tunes that normally I wouldn't necessarily listen to. All right? If you know me, you know I like the metal. I brings the fucking metal. Metal, and not just metal. People say, like, oh, Tyler likes metal. He's into the hard stuff like this. And then they'll put on some of the fucking weakest, lamest, quasi-tech-death bullshit that I've ever heard. Oh, Tyler's into metal. He must really like fucking Lamb of God. He's a big Children of Bodom fan. Oh, look at Tyler. Wow, Tyler loves metal. He must really be into fucking, you know... Avenge Sevenfold. Like that metal band? Avenge Sevenfold? Let me tell you something right now. This is a... Not to brag here, but when it comes to metal, you people can't fucking hang. Alright? Fucking come out to me and try to talk. And I'm nice every time. I always engage in the conversation. Because as long as you're trying... You, you know, you're, you're extending an olive branch to me. On shit you don't like at all. Oh, you like metal? Do you like, uh, jeez, uh, you like that heavy stuff, huh? What about, uh, oh, jeez, do you listen to Mushroom Head? I'm like, yeah, I heard a couple of tunes. Interesting band. But if you really want to get me started, ask me about Impetuous Fucking Ritual. You know what I mean? Infernal Coil? Huh? You ever listen to Abyssal? Carcinoma? Grave Upheaval? Hmm? I'm going to do the real shit. All right. Ominous circle. Fucking frenolith. Weird Icelandic shit you've never fucking heard of. Fucking come out to me with your fucking lame-ass metal bands. All right. Fuckers can't hang. But anyways. Um, lately, I've been listening to a lot of adult contemporary and I'm missing out on a lot of great songs. That man, that song Eyes of a Stranger by Paolas. Huh. So good. So goddamn catchy. So good. Bonnie M. So good. Rankin family. You're telling me you're not tapping your toe to the fucking Rankin family? I don't want to know you. Get out of my car now. No, I'm not stopping. Get out of my car right now. You need to get out of my car. I, this is the Rankin family. You're not tapping your toe. I'm pulling out my gun. I'm holding it to your temple. If you don't want to get your brains blown out, you're going to get out of my car. And again, no, I'm not slowing down. You can either jump out of my car at full speed or you can get shot in the fucking head. This is up to you. It's your choice now. You control your fate. That's how I feel about the Rankin family. Rankin family is great. I don't know. Don't stop. Every song seems like a sign from the universe. You know? Like, ah, I don't know if I believe in aliens. Boom. There comes Journey. Don't stop believing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do believe in aliens. You know? 
they're talking to us through their adult contemporary radio. I'm gonna keep on loving you. Fucking great tune, man. Ario Speedwagon. They're so good. Which, by the way, Steve Albini, who is this musical god, he's such an alternative god. He recorded In Utero by Nirvana, who had to take his mastering of the album and go get it remastered. Anyways, Steve Albini once said that the Smashing Pumpkins was the REO Speedwagon of grunge because REO Speedwagon was this like studio manufactured project and similar that was like fame hungry similar to what the smashing pumpkins were allegedly that they were just careerists and uh just wanted to they weren't in for the art man they just wanted to make a living at it man they didn't they weren't true punks man okay fine steve albini you fucking dork i saw your band shellac at the fucking Neurosis 30th anniversary show in San Francisco. And you guys fucking sucked. You guys fucking sucked. You know who doesn't suck? Ario fucking Speedwagon. And that song, Time to Fly. The song, Keep on Loving You. And the song, fucking Canoe in the Wind. Candle in the <laughs> Candle. Whatever. Their other song. They got a couple of good ones. Ario Speedwagon rules. And Smashing Pumpkins rules. Smashing Pumpkins was the best band of the 1990s. Siamese Dream and Melancholy. Not to mention, I mean, Ava Dora, not my cup of tea, but um, what's the other one? Metal Machine? Smashing Pumpkins ruled. So, blow me, Steve Albini. Although I will say, I don't know that Nirvana necessarily needed to get In Utero remastered because you're... Mastering did sound pretty good, and you've worked with a lot of good albums. I get that. But anyways, shout out to Adult Contemporary Radio, and shout out to REO Speedway. And last but not least, shout out to... Well, the people I work with, man, the people I work with are dope. Working with this, like I said, working with this guy named Joe. He's been there for thirty years. He's never. He's just so chill. You know what I mean? He's a smoker. He understands the value of a smoke break. That's refreshing in the workplace. Why do you get to go for a smoke? I mean, I'd like to just stop working for. T- okay, then do. Then do. Why are you bitching to me about it? Why don't you go bitch at the boss? That's most people. Um, Joe, he understands smoking. Um, a couple of new young ladies just started at the yard, and they recognized me from comedy. And apparently one of the ladies' boyfriend listens to this podcast. I don't know if he actually does. Who knows? But if you are listening to this, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, each new follower is more, is just more, every follower is just one more step towards never having to work again. Fuck work. And you know what? If you don't fucking agree with that, well, you know what? I'm sorry, okay? I, I really, if you don't agree with that, hey, 
You know what? I'm sorry. Sorry? Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? I, I know exactly what I'm doing, okay? And if you don't agree with that, well, I'm sorry. Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? No, no. Again, to reiterate, Christian, and, and, and I am sorry that I have to repeat this. Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? Anyways, this has been the podcast. It's been broadcast to you live from my bed. I've been grinding my crotch into this mattress this entire podcast. I've ejaculated multiple times. I've had fun. You understand? That's all I give a shit about. I mean, whether or not you have fun, that's just incidental. That's just, uh, that's. That's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. Now don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? Um, that being said, though, I do uh, hope you had a fun time. If you did, let me know. All right? Give me feedback. Give me compliments. That's the only reason. I, you think I'm doing this for money? I'm not. I'm doing this so that people will come up to me and give me a pat on the back and be like, you are worthy of being alive. I'm glad you're on planet Earth. I'm glad you're alive right now. If I had a gun that was loaded and I could kill you and no one would say anything about it, guess what? I still wouldn't kill you. That's why I do comedy. It's for people to say that, hey, even if I could kill you, I wouldn't because I like you. All right. You guys have been fantastic. I've been great. As I usually am. I mean, I'm not good in the traditional sense, you know. You know, people say, like, I'm not conventionally attractive, but, well, you know what? I'm not conventionally good. Conventionally? Conventionally. I can't even fucking talk. Fuck. Listen. All right. I'm sorry. Be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? All right. Anyways, you guys have been great. That's the end of the podcast. Went a little long today. There was no Patreon episode this week, so gonna have to make that up. And who knows? Maybe they'll even get a new microphone. And we might be going video soon. I might show my fucking face on this thing really give those cia guys something to track um that's the podcast god damn it i love you i love you with all my heart you know that i love you and i'm gonna see you in hell (laughs) 